Grace and peace from who is and who was and who is to come. And from Jesus Christ, the firstborn from the dead and ruler of the kings of the earth. Amen. My dear Christian saints, when the explorers of Europe began exploring across the sea, they were unsure about what was unseen and unknown. They were terrified about going too far and falling off the face of the earth and falling into a bottomless abyss. Others were afraid that they might sail into uncharted territories where they would be attacked by tyrants and titans and giants and sea monsters. When the explorers returned home, the map makers began pouring over their ship's logs and filling in the places where there were rivers and islands and ports. But there was still so much that was unseen and unknown. And over these areas, they began to write, here there might be dragons. They didn't know, and so they feared the worst. Now we know that they were being silly because we've seen and we know most of the places on the earth with our technology and GPS and satellites. There are no dragons. But are we so sure? Listen again. There was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and the dragon angels fought back. But he was not strong enough, and they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down, that ancient serpent called the devil, or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth, and his angels with him. There is a very real dragon that threatens to tear us apart and devour us. That dragon is Satan. He views this world as his personal killing fields. And if Satan as a dragon wasn't bad enough, he also has along with him his demons, his little dragons to tempt and torment us. Demons poke at you with fear. People are afraid of the virus or the vaccine. People are afraid of inflation and lockdowns. People are afraid of... Are they going to lose their job? And then employers are afraid of not having enough employees to fill all of their jobs. And then we see what's going on overseas in Afghanistan, and we're afraid that what's going over on over there can soon affect us over here. And over all of these areas of fear, we could write, here there might be dragons. Demons prod you with apprehension and worry. What's going to happen when you send your baby off to college? What are you going to do if dad's dementia gets worse? What are you going to do if you suddenly become a widow or widower? Over all of these places of worry and apprehension, you could write, here there might be dragons. Demons tempt our culture as we become married to this world. We see that people try to pass off abortion describing it as health care. Our young people are confused about their sexuality. People prefer living together to marriage. Over our entire culture, we could write, here there might be dragons. Two weeks ago in India, a man was chilling on his porch. And it's an important part of the story that this man was chilling because he was drunk. A baby crate snake came and bit the man on the leg. Well, that upset the man. He grabbed the snake 
and remember he was inebriated and he wanted to give the snake a taste of its own medicine so he bit the snake. And so the snake didn't enjoy that and so he bit the man again and again over 10 times in the face. Well that upset the man enough he just took and threw the snake away. When the man told his family what had happened, they urged him to go to the doctor, but he refused to go. He went to bed that night, fell asleep, and never woke up. The venom had been too much for him. Well, Satan is no baby snake. Scripture calls him the ancient serpent, and he desires to sink his fangs into us. He is the predator. We are his prey. It's great news that Satan expelled out of heaven the bad news he was expelled here to this earth scripture also describes satan like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour and what do we do with satan a dragon and a lion we ignore him we play with him we ignore god's warnings about him we don't take him seriously we are inebriated with the ways of the world it's Pleasures and treasures and leisures. We don't realize the danger that we're in. One bite from this ancient serpent will get enough venom into us so that we die an eternal death in hell. St. John mentions one of Satan's favorite ways of devouring God's people. He says that, The devil is called Satan, and that name means accuser. And he says what his job is. It is accusing us day and night before God. The way the devil works is he tempts us. We fall into that temptation, and then he runs to God, and he tattles, and he says, See, God, look at your people. You call them saints, but they're sinners. You consider them children, but they are my allies. Look at what they do. They sin and sin, and then they repent so they can sin some more. They are like pigs wallowing in their muck. They are like dogs returning to their vomit. You should just cast them aside. Give them to me so that I can give them what they deserve. And you know the worst part about Satan's accusations? They're all true. We are rebellious against our creator, just like Satan and his angels were rebellious in heaven. We transgress God's commandments. We trespass where we don't belong. And then we remain static and don't run away when God tells us to get out of there. There is not only a war going on between us and God, there's a war going on inside of each one of us. A war between our sinful nature and our sanctified spirit. And then our sinful nature wants to ally itself with the devil. We deserve to be hurled out of the place in heaven that Jesus has won for us and be cast down into the hellish prison that God created for the devil and his angels. But that's why we celebrate the victory of God and his angels on this day. The angels did their part in God's plan to conquer, defeat, and destroy Satan. Although the devil may win some skirmishes here on earth, his back has been broken. The war between good and evil has already been decided. The great dragon has been hurled down by St. Michael and his angels. 
And now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ. For the accuser of our brothers who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. They overcame him by the blood of lamb and by the word of their testimony. On Calvary's crest, on the cruel cross, Jesus Christ conquered the message that God was giving to St. John to give to the seven churches of Asia Minor that were being persecuted. What God was giving to St. John to give to Christians of all times and all places who were being persecuted was this. Looks may be deceiving. It may appear as if the devil is winning, but the war has already been won. The devil has gone down in defeat. Satan has been stopped. It was to defeat the great dragon and all of our personal dragons that the Son of God entered this world. As the babe of Bethlehem laid in the manger when he cried his first infant cry, that was when the war really began. The devil stepped up his attacks as he went and he influenced King Herod to go and try to kill that babe of Bethlehem. But an angel stepped in and gave a message to Jesus' stepfather Joseph to get Jesus and his family to safety. Thirty years later, Jesus, newly wet from his baptism, was driven out of driven by the Holy Spirit to go out into the desert to do battle one on one against the devil. For 40 days and 40 nights, it was a battle between the king of creation and the prince of this world. But the king won every time. But the devil didn't give up. For the next three and a half years, Jesus was continued to be tormented and tempted by the devil as the devil kept sending demons to possess people. He must have worked on the sinful natures of God's Apostles, so that they denied, betrayed, doubted, and ran away from their Lord. We heard in the gospel lesson that Jesus saw Satan fall like lightning from the sky. But it was here on earth where Jesus looked Satan in the eye and defeated him once and for all. It was not in heaven, but here on earth where the greater victory took place through the bloody cross and the open grave. It was there on that cruel cross that Jesus Christ atoned for. He paid for the sins of everyone. So Satan can no longer accuse us of those sins before God. There on the cross, Jesus breathed his last. He cried out, it is finished, and he gave up his spirit, dying and thereby defeating death. Then after resting in the grave over the Sabbath, he rose again on the third day as God and man and his first order of business was to go down into hell and to show himself to the devil, claiming his victory, stripping Satan of all of his power. So fellow saints, take courage, rejoice. The innocent lamb has defeated the great dragon. The word has conquered the accuser. The way, the truth, and the life has overcome the father of lies. Christ on the cross has crushed the ancient serpent's head. Jesus' nail-scarred hands has closed the mouth of the roaring lion. 
the war is over. But Satan is not going away without a fight. He and his legions are still battling. They are going to tempt, tease, and torment you. They are trying to lead you to doubt, deny, and be depressed. And so Jesus has given you allies in these spiritual battles. His angels, his angelic armies. One of the great names of God in the Old Testament is Adonai Sabaoth, the Lord of Armies. God has designed his wise and powerful angels to serve his Christians on the spiritual killing fields versus an enemy that is rugged and relentless. My mom used to collect angels, and they were always the feminine angels, the little cherub angels, but that's not the way Scripture describes angels. You would never want to be touched by an angel like the 90s TV series. Nor would you feel comfortable walking alongside of an angel on the highway to heaven in the 80s TV series. And that's because angels are fearsome warriors. They are combat veterans. The angels are fiery, six-winged seraphim. The angels are battle-tested, two-winged cherubim. They are our guardian angels who will guard us so that, in Psalm 91, we don't even bump our foot against a stone. The angels protect God's people by shutting the mouths of lions, walking around in a fiery furnace, freeing apostles from prison, and slaying 185,000 of God's enemies in one night. The angels minister to God's people just as they ministered to Jesus in the desert and in the Garden of Gethsemane. There is St. Michael, the archangel, God's five-star general that's commanding the angelic. There are messenger angels like Gabriel bringing God's messages to his people. Scripture says that there are 10,000 times 10,000 angels. That's 100 million angels at least that are guarding God's people gathering God's saints to heaven. The United States Strategic Command, or STRATCOM, is located in the, U, in the middle of the United States of America in Nebraska. There you have soldiers from all six of our military branches looking over the oceans and the skies and space and, in, and around the world to protect us behind the scenes while we work and play, eat and sleep but it's so much more so that's how God guards the citizens of his kingdom from his command center in heaven. God guards us with his angels, sending them out to guide, guard, and protect us, all without our notice. We cannot see the danger or the dragon or the demons, but we know they're there. We cannot see St. Michael and his angels fighting for us, but we know that they're there. Thankfully, our Heavenly Father knows and he sees and he sends his angels as ministering spirits to serve and protect us. God not only loves us so much that he created us, but he sends us his Son to be our Savior. He loves us enough to send us his Holy Spirit to bring us to faith in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Then he sends us his angels to guard us so that we do not fall away from that faith in our triune God. The maker of maps of America uh, in the 
early days of the West, rode over those unseen and unknown areas of the West. Here there are fiery scorpions. Here there are giants. Here there are dragons. One brave Christian explorer crossed out all of those warnings and wrote, here is God. And we can do the same. Over our economy, children and culture, we can write, here is God. Over our cancer, hospital stays, and mounting bills, we can write, here is God. Over our worries, doubts, and death, we can write, here is God. Over what we see going on in Afghanistan as we pray for the people of Afghanistan and our fellow saints that are over there asking God to send St. Michael and his angels to guard them as we heard about from Daniel today. We can write over that and over here. Here is God and here are God's angels. Amen.